Welcome to Behind the Screens, a podcast where we talk to industry experts and the people who make Universal Screens a leader in the world of motorized retractable screens. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Screens. I'm Sean Colbertson, and joining me today is Michael Longoria, Joe Serta, and Tommy Long, our outside sales rep for Universal Screens, covering the uh, the southeast of the United States, but based out of uh, the Houston area. Before we get started, we've got a little bourbon here from Buffalo Trace. Poured a little little bit there. Don't uh, don't don't shoot it like Joe's been trying to do the last few episodes. But uh, yeah, if you get a feel a little dry, go ahead. You got a swig there. But um, this episode is going to be geared 100% towards Tommy, our outside sales rep based out of Houston. You've been doing this with us for, I think we're coming into year three now. Yeah. So tell yeah. us how, how you got started uh, within the industry or even before that, how you got into the industry. I started over 20 years ago in the solar screen business. So it, I was working for a manufacturer as a inside sales and learning the whole production side of it there. And then when I realized there was no good installers, I kind of went out and was doing it on the weekends and learning how to measure and the whole solar screen fabric, which is Pfeiffer. That's Houston is big Pfeiffer territory, not much Twitchell there at all. But it's always been teaching, you know, learning the, the, the different coefficients with, you know, how the fabric shades inside the house, screens on the outside. So it's always been exterior. And then I left and went and did my own thing, putting screens up and learned screened in porches, patio covers, everything in the exterior market. And then decided to dabble a little in the window market, learning windows, storm doors, you know, a little bit of all of that with a manufacturer. And then I went to work uh, in 08 when the housing market crashed. I uh, went back to work for a manufacturer in Houston, and that's where I was doing a lot with interior shades, exterior shades, motorization I already knew. And that's where we picked up a zipper shade system at that time, and it was supposed to be my baby, and management didn't listen. They had another plan for it, and I had other ways at because I'd seen other manufacturers' products and dabbled a lot with a lot of other manufacturers in the industry on how they install and each little part, how to take them apart and if something went wrong. And that's how I kind of got into the whole production side of it. So I ran their production facility okay. as well as branch manager there. You're, you're, you're extremely handy. I mean, we moved into the, this new building and there were things that we needed done on the, uh, on the production side at the, at the individual stations and tables. And, and inevitably it always come up, ask Tommy. Uh, Tommy will know how to Tommy do it, do it. <laughs> or, or even better, it's just, it would be a need. And then two days later you had showed up and it's, it's done. You've, you fixed it. I grew up one way. Mike grew up one way. We all grew up differently. How do you know how to do all this stuff? <laughs> My dad was very handy. Grew up on a farm. We did production picture framing, sold wholesale. So he always taught me at a young age, it was easier to do it yourself twice and figure it out than it was to pay somebody and not know if they knew what they were doing to begin with. So there was a lot when I was growing up building decks and patio covers and all that. And I got into cars at a very young age, which he never wanted me to because he was a mechanic right out of high school. And he said that wasn't something that he wanted me to. And I went to school for computers. 
but I got so burnt out of it. You know, I started, I want to say, between my fifth and sixth grade year programming. And then by the time I got to high school, I was doing programming, data processing, computer repair, and I did it for a year in college and just got burnt out and went into the family business, but I was still dabbling in cars. So I do a lot in the car industry still with friends on the weekends. I built art cars. I've been on a couple of TV shows yeah. been, um, and I still have a couple of show cars at home. That's my sons that I still show regularly. So I've just picked up very handy and real good with tools yeah. and I can see the end picture. If I get an idea, I can see what it's going to look like in the end. Yeah. And my problem now is I just don't have enough time to get my own stuff done because I'm too busy taking care of everybody else's. Right. I'm always on the road. Your uh, your knowledge base and it's it's a wide net is uh, it's great. It's a it's a great tool for us uh, for our customers to to have for for us as a company here to have and be able to lean on you of hey we need to get this done. Let's ask Tommy the next time he's up here. So we appreciate all that you do for Thank us. You. Um, so you were. You were working for a manufacturer, you were running production, mm -hmm. um, but then you you changed and pivoted at one point and started being the installer. And I remember Joe and I went and called on on a customer and they mentioned Tommy Long and we had no idea what who that was or, or, or you know, we didn't know who you were. And it's it's surreal that I specifically remember someone going, hey, you need to reach out to Tommy Long. He kind of does all the installations in Houston. And we said, I've never heard of the guy. And now here you are. You know, you're, you're one of our, uh, our, our top guys. Um, How did you get into installing on the exterior side? What were you doing? I, you were running your, – your you had a crew yourself or did you have more people? Give us a little background about those installation days. So when I was at the manufacturer in Houston doing the zipper shades, as we call them, power screens, whatever everybody's calling them these days – there was a lot of service issues with it. So I was going out and helping our dealers figure all the pro problems. And whenever I didn't agree with the uh, corporate model that they were going with and trying to move me around so much, that's when I just said, okay, I'll leave and go do my own thing. And I took care of their service calls for about three months in that time, learning other products and all that. And it just got to where everybody was calling me. I was high priced, but they never got any callbacks because they knew I would make sure. I always liked the idea of what it would look like on my house. So I don't leave a customer's house undone. If I don't like the way it looks, it might cost me extra money, but I want it to look right. And that's why all the dealers always called me for installs because it was always in. Somebody would throw the one in question that you all know about in Houston that you all called on. He was always bouncing around. He wasn't stick to a supplier. So, I mean, I learned... Uh, Eclipse, Southwest Sun Control. I learned so many different ones in the industry because he, oh, I get 5% cheaper and he just order it. When I show up to pick it up, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You know, I, I've done karate. I've done Sunesta. I mean, all of them in the industry. Rainier was a big one in Houston um, that was a big market. But I didn't just do Houston. Some of my Houston dealers would dabble in Austin and San Antonio of and some of them in Dallas. So I was constantly. But I but think it, that helps you because you, you've experienced all of them. Exactly. It's not just one. You know? Exactly. And that I use that whenever I'm talking to my dealers to, to try and give them the concept. It's the same concept, but it's not apples to apples always. Yeah. A lot of manufacturers do things differently than we do. Other manufacturers do things that are proprietary to them that we don't do, but that it's the same power screen concept, but it's not the same product. Yep, yep. They all use a captive track on the side. 
as they call it with a zipper, some of them use a Keter. The Keter system is a totally different type of shade than ours that's hurricane strength. And I haven't gotten into those only because ours is zipper market here. It's not necessarily high winds. Yeah. And so you had a very successful installation uh, business going, and then we started to uh, even utilize your services with some of our mm-hmm. dealers. Um, and and then you, you took a leap of faith. You know, some conversations were sparked between the three of us, myself, Joe, and yourself. And you, you came up and you, you worked. You literally worked the booth uh, as a volunteer. on your You volunteered your services to come work our booth at IFAI one year mm-hmm. to talk a little further to see if this thing really had any legs. Um, and then you took this leap of faith and, and, and joined Universal. Why? What, what was the what was the thinking behind that to just leave what you were doing and and jump in with another? Well, it was my company? my body was telling me it was time to do something different. I was a lot heavier, and I got a picture. I, I, oh, you do. You sent it to me. I save it. <laughs> but no, I had been rough on my body all these years, and I didn't want to climb ladders anymore. And I was like, what do I want to do? I don't know if I want to go to a manufacturer again. I just didn't. But I liked y'all's product. There was two. Uh, originally, I was either going to do that or I was going to set up a distributorship in Houston where I would distribute products to you know key dealers and just take my little cut and sit in a warehouse. Yeah, I think but, I remember the conversation where I met you in Houston mm-hmm. and you, you were talking about, I need to get off the ladder. I yes. need to get off the ladder. And I think at the time we were, we were looking you know, to build that Houston area. And I'd come back and mentioned you, and I, you know, well, just I'm all glad you didn't go that route it. because we are definitely. I am definitely happy to, you know, yeah. to, to be partners with you and you know, and to a, have you. In a previous podcast, in a previous episode, we we were with Matt, and he mentioned, you know, even when you're not hiring, you should still be looking. And we weren't hiring. Yeah, we weren't even thinking about hiring. Mm-hmm. But I remember Joe and I talking about you and your background and your services, and thinking, well, when we do decide that we are going to hire. Aren't we hiring someone just like him? Yeah. Like, isn't that who we're looking for? So maybe we should, maybe we should also take this little leap and, and, and do it together. And we weren't ready to hire at that at that time. We weren't ready to. We didn't. We didn't necessarily need anything. Um, growth was was steady. We were happy with where we were at, but we felt that if we passed on that opportunity, and maybe it's something that Glenn is whispering of, you know, um, if you don't take him, someone else will. You know, you were wanting to get off that ladder and. You were either going to work for us, you were either going to start a distributorship, or someone else was going to come and get you, and we were going to compete with you. Um, so I'm glad we, we we did that. It hasn't always been the, the smoothest, but it's not been the smoothest with any of us, you know. Uh, and there are definitely issues, and we've grown super fast. But uh, the reason we wanted you to sit down on this podcast was, one, to introduce you more in depth to, to our, our customers, but also when you took over the southeast let's just focus on houston and louisiana those two markets were were virtually dead we weren't getting much at all Mm -hmm. uh and you were saddled with uh the idea of growing that and we never gave you numbers like you got to get it to to this but you know here we are you know coming into year three and you know there's there's 1200 plus units coming out of just the houston south uh the the houston area and south louisiana Mm -hmm. Whereas before, I bet we were getting Honestly, 30 I think, units. I think the number was like 50. We were just like, that's our backyard. How are we, how, how can we not yeah, get more? Yeah, I remember you saying backyard because I remember being upset uh, talking to Joe about this that I grew up in Houston and we don't sell any units in Houston. Yeah, exactly. I grew up in Houston and my, my 
uh, classmates that I grew up with, I can't even go, hey, go look at that job. That's ours, you know. Uh, and that was that was just uh, it's kind of a, just a stick in my side. Like, we got to go do something. Mm-hmm. And then you came in, man. And, and like I said, to pat you on the back, uh, you've really, really grown that. How did you go about taking a fresh canvas and 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 growing that territory? What I'm what I'm looking for is the person that's watching this that maybe is a salesperson is in that in those same shoes. How did you just take this canvas and say, "Look, we got to start growing it." What I did was is I had a lot of contacts since I was an installer, and maybe they were selling somebody else's product. I just started talking to them more. Yeah, I mean, I've created relationships with a lot of my my dealers and clients over the years, more of a friendship base to where they can talk to me about anything. If they're having a problem with, you know, a supplier or anything like that, I'll, I'll help them however I can. Not necessarily, you know, go install their product for them that's not ours, but if it's our product, I'll go train them and their installers. So a lot of them were getting that more, I guess you would say... Uh, Hands-on. Yeah, touchy-feely yeah, that yeah. they're, you know... Which it goes a long way. It does. And a lot of those now are still really good friends of mine, even though maybe they don't buy as much from us as they feel they should. But word gets around. And the Houston market now, I, there's people all the time calling. And the problem is, is when somebody goes in somebody else's territory and starts selling our product, somebody else is immediately going to go, well, we're losing jobs to them with this product. Let's go get that same product. Well, I don't do that. I've worked at manufacturers where they've killed the market because they just set every trunk slammer as we call it up and it just kills the product as well as I don't like doing that. I like, you know, our dealers being very specific, knowing our product and being educated enough to sell the product and sell around anybody. And that's where you I over educate the the dealers that I deal with. And I think you've just answered my next question is why are you successful? Why do people buy from you? I I know cuz the product is there. I learned a long time ago from a whole bunch of different salesmen and saw bad and good tactics that everybody was using. And I've taken those to create, I guess, my own persona. Um, my dad was a salesman for many years, and that was part of the family business was selling wholesale, kind of like we do now, to picture frame shops. And he had the good old boy mentality, which doesn't always work, and sometimes it'll backfire on you. But when my dad passed away, a lot of his clients came and did work at his shop to finish before they closed the doors. So it's one of those things you got to figure out what you're going to leave behind. And that's what I've kind of wanted to build was specifically the, the relationships with dealers. I mean, even if they're upset with production, they're still going to buy from us because they like our customer service or our salesman. And that's what I try and instill in every one of our dealers I always tell them, if you've got a problem with production, call me. Chew my butt. Don't call the office. The girls don't have as thick a skin as we do. By all means, call me. Get upset at me. Let me call the office and be your sounding board. I says it'd be easier for me to relay the upsetness and with pictures and everything than it is for you to call up there and they don't know what's going on. And some of our dealers go around us and go to Sean a lot because they think it's going to get more resonance. It's easier to go to one of us because Joe and I are, are each other's back. It, you know, if something goes wrong, we're, we're handling everything in the United States, no matter who it is. Right. And so that's what I did when Louisiana won. Two people would start popping up and asking questions. I would just go. I'd immediately just go over there and call a couple dealers along the way just 
you know, hey, you want to go to lunch? You know, we got some new stuff. You want to talk about something? Just trying to build up that market. Well, here's what I like about you. And Joe can probably chime in on this. Because I'm going to give what I like, and then I'm going to say how it's a little bit of a negative too. Oh, and then we're going to do what we don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's what I like is that you will go above and beyond to help your customers. You will uh, jump in the car and you will drive seven hours to to rectify a situation to make that customer happy. I like that because it's a little bit a part of what we have always done as well. I've driven, I've gotten up and driven 10 hours to go install a restaurant of blinds back before the universal or the retractable screen mm-hmm. career. So I, I appreciate that and I like that and I think that's awesome. But then on the flip side, some of your customers rely on you to do that a so lot, much. Yeah. That you're being called in different directions of, hey, the zipper's coming out. Can you drive out here to fix this? Or, you know, those little things, you know. So how do you manage your time? It's rough a lot of times. But usually if that happens, I usually tell them, can you give me a week and let me try and plan a trip so it's not. Make it worth it. Exactly. I'm not just going to come out. Exactly. Because, and I always tell them, I says, trust me, Sean will fuss if I drive straight to you. <laughs> I said, I have to make it worthwhile. And I usually call a couple people and I tell them, I can see you on the way there. Or I can see you on the way back. And I've had one turn and burn to New Orleans. And that was because Acadian Windows was having some issues and they needed their new department head trained. So I literally left early, early that morning, drove straight there. And then on the way back, then I saw two dealers because I said, I got to get there early that way I can see and I stopped and saw a couple of other dealers and had dinner and all that and yeah I got home midnight that night but it's it's just one of those things they know that if it's legitimate I will try and find a way to get to so if you've if you've got some new sales reps you know you're at Universal or you got some new sales reps underneath you you know what kind of advice are you giving them to, to help manage their time and deal with their customers our sales coach had some good points and it's, you know, making a list and watching, you know, who's the next on the list and all that. And I do that. And it mine's more mental than it is writing on paper. And to some people, I'm sure as I get older, I won't remember as much. But our Insightly program that we use, and I put everything in my phone. And it pops up reminders every morning. Hey, did you take care of this? And I do it at the end of the day also. And I'll usually sit down at the end of the day and go through all my text messages and emails that I flagged and everything to see and make sure I took care of everything. And sometimes like last night, it was 8.30 last night when I was finishing up the last few things, but I was bacheloring it last night. The wife was staying over at my mom's house to look after my stepdad. So I was like, nobody's here. I don't have to, you know, do stuff with the wife. I fed all the animals and that sometimes gets (laughs) monotonous when I come in late and it's, I got all the animals on the property that are constantly wanting their attention too. Right. So, and it does, it gets hectic at times, but there's usually an unwinding on the weekends. But I think that's what kind of sets you apart from, from a lot of sales guys is that, you know, you're always trying to make sure that you, you've finished up, that you, that you reached back out. I don't like leaving something undone because if somebody sent me something at three o'clock in the afternoon or I talked to them, and I didn't get to it. When I get home, that's the first thing I do. My wife will say something. Hold on. 
I got to take care of a couple. But of I things. think that's important because any dealer is going to say, "Oh, well, he didn't forget." You and know, believe me, whatever he's getting caught up on, it comes to me because he copies <laughs> me on everything, which is good. I mean, I stay. I in, copy him on I anything. I stay in sync with him specifically because if something is said incorrectly, not me, but if somebody says something incorrectly, he knows. Sunday, seven p.m. You start getting those messages like, "Hey." <laughs> If I'm sitting around, you know, on the weekend and trying to decompress, sometimes I'm insightly yeah. stuff. I'm yeah. getting caught. I, up I appreciate stuff. everything you do, man. Right, thank you. So since you've come on, it hasn't been all business. I mean, we've had we've had quite a lot of fun, you know, since you've come on. We've went on some good adventures. Uh, just coming off of one uh, at IFAI, which is our industry trade show in Nashville, uh, had a good time. Yeah, we. Hey. I yeah. thought you were gonna say something like about the scooter. Yeah, oh, don't even go. Well, now you've mentioned it. So how how is your uh, rear end? It's gonna be sore for quite some time. Yeah. So we're the older we to... get, I think the 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 longer the healing process. So we it's will probably ch- gonna be two months. We will have to check the intersection cameras <laughs> and uh, get with Nashville police and see if we can't get a. a I said of something to one of my dealers about that, and he kind of laughed. He says, "You know, I had to pay for one of those." And I go, what do you mean? He says, my brother totaled one. I said, how do you total a bird? <laughs> yeah. He says, yeah, I had to pay for one. It was $800. I was like, good Lord. You may want to mention what, what we're talking about. Yeah, so he was on a bird scooter. Uh, anyone that's been to Nashville knows that Broadway is the uh, the happening spot for the live music. Uh, and we needed to go right. And this uh, young man decided <laughs> to go off of a curb. And that didn't end well for him. He was leading the team. (laughs) If I would have still been 50 pounds heavier earlier this year, I would have probably bounced a little bit. And it didn't. I thudded. Oh, we heard it. Nah. So um, I feel it. Trust me. (laughs) So uh, we've been on quite a few different trips, whether it be dealer vacation incentives or IFEIs and and different things. I mean, what's your, in the short period of time, and it it seems like you've been with us forever. um, But uh, It feels like that. What, what, uh, you got any memorable moments of times you, you've been with us? I never traveled as much as I have with you guys. I mean, usually I was I'd drive somewhere, something like that. I mean, we took a family vacation. It was usually Missouri where the family is for a family reunion. I didn't travel very much. Now that, you know, we've done this and I've, it's been nothing memorable jumping out. But, I mean, Cancun has been pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I mentioned that and then I looked at Joe and then I look behind Joe, oh. and that is still up oh, there. Wait a minute, what is it? Yeah, that's not on a work trip, but that no, is. No, that Tommy was Costa Rica a, earlier yeah. this year. I didn't know that that was still up there. Yeah, Jordan and then put that on there. Yeah. She saw it on Facebook. So that if was you, a water slide that we went on uh, Costa Rica in September. I took the wife on vacation. Oh, that's for right. Her birthday. Yeah. So if you've got a young sales rep that you're going to take under your wing for Universal going forward, what kind of advice would you give to him to? Uh, to be successful, and let's say we're going to give them a, a new territory, the the north northeast, let's say. I mean, just actually look at your current dealers there and communicate with them first to make sure that they're still available. Because we have some in our list. That well, what, if, I've communicated, what if there is none? If there's none, start looking in the territories on Facebook because a lot of people are using social media now. And you can see what other products other dealers are selling and go after ones or just communicate with them first. The ones that are actually doing exterior shades, because what will happen is they all talk in their area and an interior decorator will be probably communicating with a screen room guy or something like that and start just seeing what you can find in an area. Social media has been so crazy over the past few years that everybody's advertising. 
even if it's just a small thing. They could be doing it on a Facebook page and not promoting it, and it'll still, you'll see it. So you I mean, use I, social I, media to your advantage. I use it to my advantage, yeah. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how Sean does it. I mean, I, I was on TikTok earlier this year, and somebody said something that those shades wouldn't work in Chicago. And I says, no, our shades work everywhere. And I got like 30 DMs, people messaging me about stuff. And then the next morning, Sean goes, I saw Tommy on TikTok last night. We've got to be on TikTok now. And it, and it 30 minutes later, our marketing girl had us on TikTok. So. Just get Joe off of TikTok, please. Swipe <laughs> up. When the sun goes. So, I mean, we're trying to do more and more with social media. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Sean keeps up with all of it. Sometimes he's tagging us late at night and stuff. And I'm like, how did he see that? Because I'm in the same group and I didn't see it. But I don't. At, at night, I don't watch it. As he doesn't much. miss anything. Man. I He's, know he doesn't. You're, you're on it. I mean, you're on it. You know what's Sadly. going on. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the future holds for for your current territory? I think it's going to get bigger. Yeah. I think we're going to get more and more key dealers coming aboard. It's just finding the right ones because somebody might just sell two or three jobs and then they disappear. It's building the relationships with those to let them know we're here to support them. We'll get them whatever they need within reason. I mean, we're not going to go out and build them a hologram or something, you know, just to sell our product. Or, but I mean, we'll try and think outside the box to if they get a weird product they want, you know. Well, you know, Sean mentioned how Houston, you know, how you, you know, grown Houston, mm -hmm. and uh, and talking with some of your dealers, so you know, some of your big dealers there. I mean, they're they're excited, man. They're Next year, they're like, man, they, we're... They are. Yeah. yeah. A lot of our dealers... Big. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of our dealers are seeing no slowdown. Yeah. Especially in the exterior market. Interior markets, you hear mixed reviews. Yeah, it could slow down, but we see it still going up. I think the exterior market still has a lot of growth to go. If I had a company in Houston, I would buy from you just because of everything you said, you know, not only your your you know your expertise, but um, just the way you... You know, the, the way well, you I mean, I have a training facility at my own house, and I did that purposely. Which I've been to one, yeah. Yeah, and I did that purposely was because there's no good training. No manufacturer, and it's not just us. Most of the other manufacturers don't even have training yeah. for their dealers. I mean, I've heard a couple of other dealers that said, yeah, I called them, and I was going to sell their product, and they showed up and goes, no, here, figure it out on your own. <laughs> and they're like, no, and that's why they all, yeah. because our company is installer-based. Everybody here has installed. I mean, Joe and his boys used to install on the weekends. I know Sean will just say, go ask them now. But back in the day, he used to install. So we all know, and that's why they like our company so much, our customer service. And we all know how to tell them how to install it. And that's what all of our all my dealers like. Yeah, I know screen rooms. I know screen doors. I know all the manufacturers. I know how to tell them to do build out when they need it and not hire a contractor. They their guys can cut the same saws they're using to cut the tracks with. They can cut our metal. And that's why our showroom here, I designed it to show all the different aspects of what can be done on a porch, but specifically for that yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I think going forward for the new year, that's that's going to be a big thing for us to have a, you know, regional installation training and things like that. Um, and, and you'll be a big part in helping us lead that. Okay. Um, but, you know, as we wrap up uh, here, I think it's the exact same topic as we hit when we interviewed when we had joe up here like the key to success so you sell a widget and the widget is a good widget mm -hmm. but it's all about relationships i'm selling myself exactly. to the dealers yep whatever product i have in my hand once you've sold yourself they'll buy it all right 
And most of my dealers, I wouldn't have gone to a company that I didn't believe in. I mean, that was my whole thing. I wasn't going to go to, you know, I mean, the, the three products I was going to distribute were, would be the three companies I would go work for. Yeah. One of them is so far away. Actually, two of them are so far away, and this was in my backyard. So it's like it made perfect sense. Did whatever. he settle for us? I know. Did. That's what he said. Big man? No, no, no. 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 Yeah, just, they were it's in my backyard. They were closer, if they were closer, closer. we wouldn't be over having <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we just heard. <laughs> we got to wow. have a, a meeting behind the screen. The truth, <laughs> green, the screen. The truth hurts. Um, now, we're... we're uh, we're thrilled to have you on board and what you bring to the table um, and how you how you work, how you handle your customers. Um, I don't recall having a single negative complaint about you sent to me because you're right. Uh, if they don't get the answers, they then come around uh, and whether they text me or, or email me. Um, I've yet to hear anything negative about about Tommy. Um, I've even heard from dealers that aren't in your area that somehow you've helped them and they're like, Oh, I love Tommy. Um, and the way it's written, I'm thinking like, he's not your rep, yeah. uh, but I'm glad you helped them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, watching you in your element last week, um, was, was great. Uh, uh, Joe sitting here, I mean, I have to give you props. I heard multiple people tell me, man, Joe, when he's uh, on the show floor, like he's a different person. Like, you guys thrive in that environment. You know, you, you guys, uh, you're salesmen, but you're not BSing anyone. You know, you're mm. being honest. Uh, you're helping establish relationships with people. Um, you're definitely not pushing a product on anyone. If people want to, if companies want to buy from us, our door is open to buy from us as long as certain boxes are, are checked. Um, but we're certainly not going to push our services on anyone. You can mm. tell they love the product. So when they're talking about it, they're not, they're not trying to sell you. They're just, they're passionate about the product, so they're just you can tell mm -hmm. when they're talking about it. Yeah, and, and when we were at the show, I mean, you could see all the other people that were there with us that aren't necessarily salespeople, but maybe that's the way they're going. They would sit and listen, oh, yeah. and you could hear, you know, and and every once in a while they get a little closer and they listen a little more, and then when the customer would leave, they'd usually come over and ask questions. Yeah. I like how you did yeah, that, absolutely. you know, and I said just put it in your rolodex. That's what it's there for. Yeah. And you're an integral part in, in that connection between uh, the product, the customer, and uh, production to, to point out things of, hey, you know, what, when we start doing that, or, or why do we stop doing this, or when can we do, and different little things that we can implement, while at the same time understanding that, you know, we can't implement certain things. Uh, you, you have a business. Uh, uh, knowledge of okay yeah we can't just recreate and have a different die made and do this so um so as much appreciated what you do the guys in the back uh, i know very much appreciate what you've done for all the different production stations um our booths i mean tremendous job Thank building you. those booths the trade show i saw mike post something the other day on social media about how our booth gets looking better every year yep. i mean that's that's you you know that's all you um you know i, I and there's wow. upgrades already happening right now as we speak yeah, for I'll, next I'll get next the year. checkbook out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hey, thank you for coming on. Again, the key, I guess, is just like if, you know, any sales, any any good salesperson, it's going to be relationships. Uh, you know, building those relationships um, and, and and maintaining those relationships, you know, truly working at it. So it's thank a you. pleasure having you represent thank the you. company. Cool. Thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, Appreciate thanks for sitting you. in with us.
And um, we'll see you guys next time. That's it for this episode of Behind the Screens. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to Behind the Screens. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast player and leave us a review.